Recorded live on DementiaRadio.org, it's the Funny Music Podcast. Brought to you by TheFunk.com, where you can download new free comedy songs twice a week. Now, here's your hosts, Devo Spice and the great Luke Ski. Hey, Devo Spice. Hey, Luke Ski. We have the one and only shoebox of Worm Quartet in the house. That is quite true. Hello. There is one and only shoebox of Worm Quartet in the house, and it looks like Mr. Zimmer is connecting now. Ooh. H-O-U-D-E. Okay. Got a Yamaha SHS-10 going on in that picture. Nice. Beautiful. I do. Uh, You're a brave man playing that, man. I used to play that live, and it's, it's you know, you're holding an instrument in your hands that if you push the wrong button, you're going to get whams last Christmas in its entirety. I mean, that, that's just, that, that <laughs> takes balls. Yeah, that thing live is a, it's a piece of work. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I have a lot of other pianos. I just like that one for photos. It looks fun. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm going to get my video on here in a second. So you guys are both on the same call. Cool. Okay. I will get the... Let me rename that. I will get your name set up once I see... Um, I mean, Trevor's joining still. He's not... He's in a different Zoom account. Oh, oh, okay. So I I thought you were both in the same room. You were just going to, like, huddle around the same screen. That's okay. No, we're not in the same spot. So, while we're waiting, we might as well do this. Um, oh, I forgot to... Ooh, this! <laughs> I don't want to play the intro music again. Uh, welcome to episode 695 of the Funny Music Podcast for Thursday, October 12th, 2023. The title of this week's episode is Public Engine, and I will put that in the chat so you can refer to it later, and your job is to work that into our conversations somehow. So, yeah, it looks like Trevor is joining us. But, uh, all right, well, we wait to get those people connected. Let's do the catch-up thing, which we can keep short because we can do, like, a FumpFest recap at the end of the show. I don't think any of us have done anything but FumpFest for the past week. But, uh, anyway. Let's get caught up with what Devo and Luke have been up to since last week. Or else Devo, if Luke failed and didn't show up. Hey. What? No, he's right. So, Luke, what you been up to? As if I couldn't guess. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else significant that happened other than preparing for Fump Fest and then going to Fump Fest and then being at Fump Fest. So, yeah, because uh, I'm curious how did the how did the live episode uh, look when it was posted? Did it, did it come across? It didn't. Um, no, the. Uh, we were having trouble with the stream on Thursday night because of um, what turned out to be my computer and a combination of the hotel Wi-Fi kept kicking us off. But my computer just kept crashing on Thursday, so I only got about seven minutes of video of the of the of the Fumpcast. So I didn't even bother posting the video. Did you get the audio though? Yes, I got the audio because Chris recorded right. the audio. Cool. Cool. Well, uh, well, yeah. Um, just you know, well, I'll save the big funk fest recap for you know potentially at the end of the show. But other than that, I I got back and um, I was already feeling uh, congestion, you know, when I was at funk fest on Sunday, and you know, but basically it's kind of like that whole stage health adrenaline thing kicked in because I had a show that day, so I managed to you know get through the day, get through the traveling all the way back, and then you know went to bed. And when I went to get up in the morning, I just 
felt, you know, pretty darn horrible. So I actually called into work and said I couldn't make it in. Uh, and then uh, and just took it easy. And then today I woke up and when I started, I felt fairly decent. I was still congested, but I felt like, okay, I guess I could go to work. And about a third of the way through my shift, I was like, ah, I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> But then I had lunch, and then I felt, you know, somewhat better. And but hey, now I'm home, and I have the next two days off. So nice. Um, last or yesterday, uh, I started building. Uh, <laughs> let me. Oops, I gotta change something here. Yeah, I started building uh, the Lego spaceship of this individual. Because <laughs> uh, when I started watching Ahsoka, and then her uh, Jedi starfighter came on, that has like the rotating wing thing my first thought was gee i sure hope there's a lego set of that and then i a few days later i walked into a costco and yep there it was so i snagged it so i started working on that yesterday nice um, and uh uh the only other thing that's that i'd like to share that is not even news about me but news about my roommate and she's not even here to share the news herself uh which i was hoping would happen but anyway uh she recently took a quick trip to Florida to audition for a movie, which is a, um, I don't know the title of it, but it's basically some kind of horror comedy rated PG-13. And she auditioned for both the lead role and the supporting role, and they ended up giving her the lead role. So, nice. Um, awesome. So so she, uh, she flew, so like literally this morning, she ended up flying out to Florida. She has a friend, Vivi, who lives out there, so she's, I guess, crashing at her place. And they're going to be doing like the... You know, so they're gonna start filming it, and then she's gonna be out there until the filming is done. And I guess she said she'll be back sometime just before Thanksgiving. So it's yeah. like, you know, her birthday's in a few weeks. I'm gonna miss that. She's, you know, gonna miss Halloween out here. You know, yada yada yada. But whatever. It's this is the kind of thing she's been, you know, trying to make happen. And I just love the irony that you know she she you know lives in Hollywood and yet had to fly to Florida to <laughs> to have a starring role in a movie. But yeah. whatever. Hopefully they're filming it in Hollywood, Florida, so that it makes sense. Um, but yeah, that's very cool for her, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, anything else you have to report? Needs <laughs> um, or something? I too have Concrud, although I didn't get mine until um, Monday night, or maybe even this morning. I don't remember. Um, so maybe I got it from you. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just it's just a cold, the usual. Um, this this afternoon, I got an email from Bill Frenzer from Ogden Edsel saying, hey, call me when you get a moment. I want to talk about the performance and stuff. And I was like, uh, is he pissed about something? Uh, you know, <laughs> so I called him this afternoon and he was just he just wanted to say thank you for a wonderful weekend because he and and uh, the other Bill in Ogden Edsel uh, had a great time this weekend and were very happy with how things went. So that was nice. Yeah. Like during the Q and A part, when Bill Carey—that's the I other started, guy's name—it blanked on me for a moment. Yeah. When I started kind of mentioning like some of the more recent tunes of you know Bill Frenzer slash Ogdenetzel stuff, and they were just kind of like, he's like, "Oh, you guys know all that stuff," and I had just I like explained to him, it's like, "No, you see, the general public stopped listening to Doctor Meno between 1991 and 1996, but the rest of us that are here kept listening, and we know all that stuff, and we love it, and we're very happy you're here." So. Yeah. I just, it was such an, it was so cool just to, I mean, it was cool to, it was cool to be there in the audience, but I just also love that for them, you know, for them to actually get a, 
to perform for a crowd that like knows them and gets them and you know was down for the whole ride including you know vegetable jesus and all that stuff so you know <laughs> yeah anyway we'll save the rest of that for later yep um nothing other much else to report other than Fumfest, which we'll get into later uh andy is all set to welcome us back next year if we decide to go back and do it again um they're all for it i just need to you know run the numbers and see where we net it out first but uh i'm leaning towards it we'll just have to you know see how things work out my bandwidth keeps dropping to damn near zero so if we lose the uh the stream that's why um shoebox what have you been up to instead of going to fump fest you asshole <laughs> i can only guess you're talking to me um yeah uh i i did not get concrud meant to avoid it completely so i mean everything's just been great over here not not not, not the slightest bit of concrud i'm i'm breathing again uh which is great so yeah uh for those who don't know i had covid and thus had to cancel uh my fun fest appearance hence i was not there i've been just here in my basement mostly uh actually first i was upstairs because i was like uh not doing anything covid killed me for about four days i was completely useless for about four days went back to work for part of a day and then the next week i was working remotely but still masking and it wasn't really safe for me to go to a convention plus there was no way in hell i was going to be in any shape for singing my voice was totally shot my breathing was totally shot and yeah so unfortunately could not happen i yeah such is life uh but yeah, I, I really missed you guys. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't see you people enough, and this is one of those times where I actually would have been able to do that, and that didn't happen, and that sucks. So, bleh. yeah. But, um, yeah. What else is going on? Uh, the, 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 uh, my new album's out, and uh, the test pressings exist as of I think a couple days ago, and the CDs exist as of a couple days ago. So those are going to be going to people pretty soon. The t-shirts also exist, ponchos, so we're getting there. we got to get the real vinyl, and we got to get the cassettes, and then everything's going to go to people. So, it's a coming. Alrighty. Cool. Alright, and uh, we are also joined by Mr. Zimmer, Trevor Walls, and Harrison. How do you say your last name? Hood. 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 <laughs> that was me. Hood. So welcome guys. Thank oh, I like the like the banana us. head. Thank <laughs> you. I said thank you like I'm the one wearing it. Tim, congratulations <laughs> on um on Carpe Tedium. I, I listened to it, it was really good. Well thank you. Thank you very much. I, I think I've listened to that album probably a hundred times already. It's, right? <laughs> it's, it's like it's pretty addictive. It's so good. <laughs> instant saves for sure. As as Luke said at at Fumfest, oops, all bangers. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, guys from Mister Zimmer, um, welcome to the show. It's your first time on the show, first song on the Fump. Uh, give us a quick intro: who you are, where you're from, what you do, all that. We are Mister Zimmer. That is our name. Yeah, and we do comedy music. That's true. Um, hopefully a, a little funnier than just Harrison wearing a banana head to this interview, but um, but not quite. It's about it's about at that level. I feel like it's that like represents... if you like funny music sometimes, then you'll like it. Yeah. So not quite. Maybe not quite fump level because that's kind of the whole point of the show. We're like halfway there, maybe. So you're half fump. Half fump. 
maybe we're putting ourselves down. I'd say it's full fun. <laughs> full fun. Yeah. I mean, we're funny enough to book um California World Tour, which we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we just got a lot. We got a lot going a lot on. on the plate. A lot, a lot Mr. Zimmer plate. has a lot on the plate, nice. including a banana. That's good. So, where are you guys from? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, we missed the key questions. We're from <laughs> Los Angeles. I feel like I'm 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 kind of faking it because you've already talked to me. But I'm from Los Angeles. Harris. Well, I'm from Vancouver. Harrison's also from Vancouver. Uh, we're Mr. both. Mr. Zimmer LA. is from middle school. Um, yes, and. If you're asking oh, we're in Los Mr. Angeles Zimmer, now. the person. We're in Los we're Angeles. We're in Los Angeles yeah, now. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, greetings from Burbank. <laughs> yes. Burbank. I mean, I'm technically in Burbank. I'm I'm um well I won't I won't go into maybe that's like Internet 101 is you shouldn't go into detail about specific I'm also I'm right by Warner Brothers, so Oh cool. I'm right yeah. by Disney. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay, great. Cool. cool. I'm right, neither so, in the. I'm neither of those spots. <laughs> yeah, Harrison's far away. <laughs> give us a quick introduction to the song, and we'll give it a listen, and we'll talk to you. Cool. Oh um, yeah, this is a song about Harrison's dad. Um, I it well, I wrote it before knowing that Harrison's dad was an accountant, but it it sort of in spirit is just definitely about Harrison's dad and all the other accountants out there, and um, I hope you enjoy it. I mean, right. The story I heard, Trevor, was that you had a dream um, mm-hmm. about my dad before meeting him, and then, and that's how you wrote this song. But anyway, yeah. Let's just play the song. I think it speaks for itself. <laughs> All right. Here is Accountant by Mr. Zimmer. I wake up at 6.30, fill my belly up with oats, grease up my hair, and practice all my charming anecdotes. I grab my calculator, my inhaler, and my coat. I'm an accountant, I'm an accountant, I'm an accountant. I love numbers. I'm an accountant, I'm an accountant, I'm an accountant. I drive a Hummer. I get to work at seven and I smell like aftershave. I stare at the computer that I'll see until my grave. I bow to photos of old white men and walk the path they paved. I'm an accountant, I'm an accountant, I'm an accountant. Please adore me. I'm an accountant, I'm an accountant, I'm an accountant. Numbers make me horny. Some people say we're boring. What? Sitting back is like those past us reading documents and faxes. But what do they know? Cause when April comes around, who's gonna do their time? for dinner. My wife chugs the Chardonnay. I kiss my darling daughter as I ask about her day. And while she talks, my mind drifts off, wondering when I lost my way. Just another day in the land. Of an accountant, I'm an accountant, I'm an accountant. I've got no shame. 
Diamond accounted, Diamond accounted, Diamond accounted. I'm in the county, Diamond accounted, Diamond accounted. I'm in the county, Diamond accounted, Diamond accounted. Numbers make me so horny. I think that's probably the most rocking song about being an accountant I've ever heard. That, thank, thank you. you. Mission accomplished. We did it. <laughs> Mr. Zimmer is founded on rock. So, okay, good. I, I enjoy that's the rock. biggest compliment you could pay us. <laughs> <laughs> and accountants. We've been uh, talking to ACDC recently about doing a collaboration and. Um, I know they're getting a little bit older, it. but we'll see how we're into it. Yeah, I don't know. They haven't by, by talking to we met we emailed them one time and we haven't gotten a response yet. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I had one of those like things where it's confirmed received on their end, so I know they at least looked at it. Okay, <laughs> ACDC has got that office set up where you get the automatic email. Yeah, yeah. We'll get back to you soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, I'm 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 sure they have that set up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so was this really inspired by a dream? No, okay. I, sadly, I, I. Well, that would have been fun. Story is, <laughs> it would have been. I think in a spiritual sense, it's more. Yeah, more about his like, uh, his dreams and like aspirations, not like an actual. Yeah, maybe yeah. more about the accountants. I I wrote this. So you've heard frogs because I was on here yeah. with that not too long ago. I around that time I was also working on this weird kind of accountant song that was similar that started as a sea shanty and it was the same time that me and harrison started working on this duo together and when i presented it to him he was like well, how this is like not fun to perform at all and i was like i agree and there's also not enough punchlines in this so we started jamming on it and then it's like basically we took the lyrics and asserted them into the pop punk era that we like that blink 182 sort of era and then that's where a lot of the jokes came Thank gosh they showed up eventually. So. <laughs> yeah. Jokes are definitely a good thing to have in a comedy song. They're kind of yeah important, you know. It gets you on the fump. I tell it you does. that much. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> if there's no jokes, it's just kind of yeah. Why are you it's, singing? It's about just that? music and it's what... just music. And who likes that? Really? I mean, there's what's the too point? Much of it. I haven't yeah. listened to music in maybe seven, Years. almost a decade. Yeah, almost a decade. Yeah. Now. Shoebox, we need to get those those T-shirts back in production. The ones that say "the Fump." It's like real music, only funny. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is that is Mr. Zimmer. Like, <laughs> okay. Real music, I but know. funny. Yeah, we're stealing your slogan. Except, I I don't know if I like boldly proclaiming that we're funny. Like maybe that's up to the audience. I think we're I think we're more rock stars than we are. I think fun. we need to discuss it with Tim later on. Like I think yeah. the quartet needs to sort of advise us on <laughs> yeah. how to market. Is that what I do? <laughs> it is now. It is I'm now. Neat. Actually, maybe you guys have join, marketing. Welcome to the team. Welcome. Maybe you guys have marketing <laughs> we advice. We send out us. our office emails and tell people that we'll get back to them in a few. Do days. not take marketing <laughs> advice from me. I know nothing <laughs> of marketing. I mean, okay, okay. I know in theory marketing. I've taken lots of marketing classes and courses and online training seminars and stuff. In theory, I know it. In practice, nothing works when you apply it to comedy. I just nothing works. So, yeah, 
Yeah. How many yeah, listeners we got live right now? Good. I think we got like what thirteen or so. We're doing 13, great. Thirteen, yeah, thirteen. Thirteen, which is actually high for this show. We usually end up at around oh, now it's like seven or eight. <laughs> yeah, now it's eleven. Shoebox called them out. They left. We're like, oh, I'm wow. not on the show. No. Oh God, this is me. They don't, they don't want to be caught enjoying comedy music. They're right. like, oh no, are names on here? Oh, oh no, I thought this was the. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I took the fall part off. You see, it's what I did. I mean, uh, okay. that's good. That's good. I, then I explained it. Every so often, I get an email from somebody that that like was supposed to go to the dump dot com. I don't, which I don't know what that is, but and then like nobody f- like they the, like they re- reply all and they don't fix the email address. So I get this entire chain of of email that <laughs> so wasn't there's... supposed to go to me. There's really a dump out there that has the domain thedump.com. Thedump.com. I don't know what it is. I'm not, I'm going to stop everyone from saying that. I don't know what that website is and I don't recommend going to it. I feel like it's not gonna, <laughs> yeah. It's Lux Oh, too late I'm there. Yeah, it's it's a, a, yeah, luxury luxury factory outlet. Yeah. Wow. Shop the dump up to 75% off. Wow. Seven wow. truckloads just got Maybe you'll find Mr. Zimmer music on there soon. Yeah. <laughs> Digital downloads on the dump.com and the fump.com. Seventy five percent off on the dump, but free on the fump. Yes. There you go. Exactly. So a hundred percent off. That's on what the, the F stands for in Fump, right? For free, free yeah. <laughs> it's not funny, it's free. It, but it looks well, both. It's you know, <laughs> the free a little free music project. Just free the music. worst. <laughs> the worst music you've ever heard. But it's free. Everyone listening to this, the 13 people, Mr. Zimmer shows are in high demand and the tickets are starting at $200, but they're sold out, so you can't even buy one. So, But if you go to thefump.com, maybe free. you'll find them for free. They're giving away free tickets to our next show. That's the Eric Cartman uh, method of marketing right there. Yeah. Like, we got the best show and you can't come. <laughs> We're gonna. We're hoping to be the Taylor Swifts of the Fump. Is just like crash the website every time yeah. we have a show. I would love that. If you want to drive that much traffic to us, that I have to like upgrade the server. I would love that. You do yeah, your thing. You fi- you figure it out, and then you tell me what you did, and I'll apply it across the site. And we'll, we will. We want to give know. big bonuses to our crew, like Taylor Swift did as well. Good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. We pay well. Uh, good. Good. That's good to know. <laughs> so why does the dump sell furniture? I mean, shouldn't they be the fump? Because fuzz for furniture as well. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't understand this at all. <laughs> That's so true. No, it's. I assume right away it's either something extremely explicit or it's a literal dump. It um, is neither. And it's neither. So. I, wonder if they, I wonder if they had to go with that because the fump is already taken. Maybe. I like to think the dump is our fault. <laughs> I want to take credit for something. I want to, I want to have changed the world in some way. <laughs> I'm sure we have. Uh, my brain is not working tonight. <clears throat> I want to ask you all about Fump Fest, but I know that you're doing that at the end of the show, so I'm holding off on my oh, okay. on hearing about it. Well, you can, you're you're the welcome to stick Fump around Fest. while we go off, but it probably be talk for we'll probably talk for a while because we do. I'm that. trying to get main stage. I'm trying to get main stage at Fump Fest next year. <laughs> right. from zero to one hundred. Yeah. Do you guys do you guys perform live? Weird Al status. Yeah, we yeah. Do. We're doing California a California world tour. world tour right now. All right. Cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I'll keep you in. I'll keep you in mind if you, if you don't mind coming out to Ohio on your dime because I ain't me flying Harrison's out. Slightly sarcastic <laughs> sentence got us a spot at the like at bump. That's amazing. I wasn't sarcastic. That's Where people got to manifest like that. That's great. I just ask, ask, and you shall receive. Yeah, right. And this is the time That's to ask when I haven't stage. when I haven't booked anybody for next year yet because the last year's event just ha- just happened. Yeah, so. I'm actually good. T- it's good timing. Yeah. I'm a smart businessman. I haven't even, even updated the updated nah. the website or paid the artist for Table Twenty Seven yet or anything like that. Mm. I was supposed to be taking today to like relax and recover and unpack and stuff, and instead I had like a million no, things to do. The show must so. go on. The show must go on. It must indeed. I hope you thirteen. You're, I hope you eleven people out there are appreciating <laughs> that this is live right now. Yes, I'm sure they do. Well, one of them is me, so ten people. <laughs> well, I hope you are too. So, is, is there anything else we can say about be, uh, the accountant song, or, or is that about it? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> that's yeah. going on the CD rate it, packaging. Rate it out of that's rate it out of ten. Rate it out of ten. Rate it out of ten. Yeah, rate it out of ten. Eight point three seven six four two. Wow, that's going on the CD. So that's like going 8. on the back of our stars, and then CD. Devo Spice quotes. What more can be said? Right. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. wow. No, I really enjoy the. Well, that's uh, good marketing. Now that's good marketing. I, I really enjoy the hook on the on the chorus. It's a really catchy little rocking jingle. I appreciate Thank it. You. So, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh. Our California World Tour continues. Uh, you can find us on Bandcamp. That's probably the best place to find Mr. us. Mr. Zimmer, in... like M-I-S-T-E-R. Yeah. Z-I-M-M-E-R. Not... Yeah, not M-R. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. important. Yeah. yeah. Important. We're out there. We're also on thefump.com, which I'm sure everybody is aware of if they're listening to this. Are so your tour you dates available anywhere? Yeah, um, they're on our. Well... They're going to be on our Bandcamp. <laughs> okay. They're not <laughs> right now. Just email us and we'll tell you. <laughs> they're... <laughs> Future, future tense. They're going to be. Okay. I'm going to be fully honest with you. We do a lot of pop ups. World Tour is not thriving right now, um, but it is active. It's on hiatus. People book us. There's there's things happening, but we do a lot of pop ups and uh, they they get posted on the band camp. But this is is probably the biggest thing that we're doing uh, this week. So thanks for having us. This is part of the tour. Yep, all twelve viewers. So you have twelve people in the audience right now. So that's, hey, that's twelve more, more than our people. last gig. <laughs> yes, that's twelve more people than we had yesterday. So <laughs> oh, it's right. really good. Thank you. Cool. Thank you for having Thank us. You. I'm all excited right, so to hear the new the new you, warm quartet. Are you going to stick around for the uh, the Fump Fest talk? I will. Okay. Yeah. On the tw- on yeah. the Twitch. Yeah. Um, I lost my window. There we go. All right. I might make a grilled cheese while I listen, but that's fine. I'll listen. <laughs> okay, yeah, he might right. leave and make a grilled cheese. We will move on to news and talk to Worm Quartet, and thank then Fump Fest. Thank you, guys. Thanks thank for coming you on, so guys. much. Yeah, of thank course, you. Anytime. Thanks for having us. Nope. Time for promo. This promo is the Fump. Going for a swim today, chomp chomping at your prey. Just keep swimming, open water, trying to stay afloat. Last short tricking plagiarism, dude. There's even exorcisms. Got a bleeder, gonna need to get a bigger boat.
boycotting products willy-nilly makes you look extremely silly and banning teaching history. That's the Funny Music Project at thefump.com. T-H-E-F-U-M-P dot com. That would not be the last time the boy would be throwing us a curve. That's a fine how-do-you-do. Dylan's just screwing with you. Sorry. Time for funny music news. Something, something, something. In the news, I uh, don't have a whole lot to report. I just want to mention the Fump Volume 100 is not in the store yet because Fump Fest! Ah! Uh, Luke, you want to talk about the poll? Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, I finally got around to kicking off that uh, uh, Luke's Key Top 50 poll. And uh, let me pull up SurveyMonkey to see how many people have, uh, <laughs> have um, submitted it. Um, and, uh, during last week's, uh, Fumpcast, uh, like there were five people in the audience, you know, hearing me read off the, uh, the, the, the tiny URL for it. So during the Fumpcast, five people in the audience right there in the room filled out the poll and submitted stuff. So let me see. Come on, pull this thing up website. Why are you slow? Uh, oh, it looks like I'm up to 21 responses. Cool. Um, so yeah, um, basically what this is, is that, uh, uh, to quickly recap, I put out my first album in eight years earlier this year, Needlessly Meta, and whenever I put a new album after it's been out for a while, uh, I like to redo this top 50 poll for my website to have my fans pick what the top 50 most popular songs of mine are so that when people come to my website, they can see what the fans dig the most. So um, I'm hoping that uh, a bunch of the tracks from the newest album will end up making the top 50. Um, but certainly the, uh, the, the stalwart classics are, you know, hanging in there, uh, as they always are. Um, and, uh, another thing, uh, another aspect, a uh, new aspect of this for those, uh, who've taken it a bunch of times in the past, uh, I added a, um, uh, the first question is basically a thing where you have to type in a box, uh, who you are and, you know, how you know me or where you know me from or whatever, just to identify that you're a person. Because uh, the last time I did this poll, uh, somebody decided to prank me and uh, enter like dozens of uh, of entries, primarily voting for one song of mine that isn't very popular just to try to screw up my poll. And I had to go through and individually delete all of those entries. So now I'm making people say who they are and what their name is as a deterrent to people who uh, uh, might want to uh, be merry pranksters or whatever. So, um, so yeah, it doesn't, it's not, doesn't have to be <laughs> anything complex. Just do the thing. Um, but yeah, just to read, uh, some of the other people who have, uh, yeah, cause I read some of them last week. Can't remember exactly where I let, where I left off. So, uh, let's see, read that. So, yeah, that's where I left off. So, Jace McLean from Nuclear Bubble Rap was uh, there. <laughs> this person didn't leave their name, but simply said, I am sitting in the front row at Fumpfest listening to you talk about this. So, <laughs> you know, good enough. Uh, Minty, somebody submitted as the unbeatable squirrel girl. <laughs> PB27, uh, Danny Deich, uh, Father Beast, uh, and Baramon. Those are all the people who have... Uh, 
submitted. So if uh, you would like to join in on this, I'm going to keep the poll up until uh, I forgot what date I said. It's either October 31st or November 1st, something like that. Uh, one of those two days. And I'm hoping to get at least 40 people entering it. And as you can see, I'm already halfway there. So let me go back to my Twitter just to make sure I'm reading off the the, the name of the tiny URL correctly. Profile. Um, do, 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 do. Come on. Have you watched the newest Lower Decks? Probably not. You've been no. doing Fumfest. No. Okay. It's... Uh, I'll I'll talk about it later. Um, yeah, so tinyurl.com slash lukeski2023. tinyurl.com slash lukeski2023. That will take you to the poll. So please uh, go through, let me know what your favorite songs of mine are, and, you know, add to the tabulations, because I'm hoping to get at least 40. It'd be nice if I hit at least 50, but we'll see what's up. So thank you very much for that. And um, there's something else I can plug. Did you have anything else to uh, to mention? Uh, I got a little post-FumFest news, but go ahead. Okay. Oh, I, this was announced last week and at FumFest. I still haven't uh, made up any official graphics to go with it and start really publicly pushing it because i got to write a bio. i got to do some other stuff and, you know, FumFest. Uh, um, but uh, it has been uh, committed and the contract has been signed and all that nifty official stuff. The MarsCon 2024 music comedy music guest of honor will be Andy Merrill, AKA Brack. Uh, so yeah, from space Ghost coast to coast from cartoon planet, from the Brack show, from all the other stuff he's done on his YouTube page and on Twitter. And you know, he's done tons of other, uh, he's done other cartoon voices. He worked at cartoon network back when it first started programming, uh, he also does stand-up, he brings his ukulele on stage, he makes up songs, and it's great. So he's going to be our uh, music guest of honor, he's going to be signing autographs uh, and, and doing selfies, and, and he'll be charging money for those because that's the way things happen at conventions. And uh, I'll have some more special details on some cool stuff we're uh, going to be doing with him later on. Uh, and so if you go to MarsConComedy.com and you look for that information, it's not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> Nor is it at MarsCon.com or MarsCon.org, but sometime soon it will be, because uh, yeah, I just like I said, I'm, once I get past this concord and I can think straight, I'm gonna get all that stuff done. So yeah, buddy boy beans. That's awesome. <laughs> all right, I got news for for anybody in my house who's currently waiting for towels. Um, I, I just uh, <laughs> I just finished folding the towels, so you'll have them really soon. So there you go. Shoebox gave me a towel. Shoebox gave me a towel. I wonder how many people on the stream are in Shoebox's house right now. I'm going to guess uh, zero. <laughs> probably. Well, we're down to nine now, so nobody. No, apparently nobody was interested in the towels. Sorry okay. about that. That's fine. A um, little bit of FumFest news. I have some swag bags left over, uh, so I will be adding those to the store. So those of you who did not attend the con will have the opportunity to buy some un until I run out of stock. Uh, I also have a bunch of program books left over, so I'm going to add those to the store in case anyone would like to pick up one of those. And I think that's it, really. I don't think there's anything else post-FumFest related. I still need to update the website and... Uh, FumFest is over, and I still have so much stuff to do. It's ridiculous. Um, all right. Anything else before tour dates? Mm, not that I can think of. All right. 
On Sundays in Nashville, Tennessee, Steve Goody hosting at the Bluebird. On Sundays online, Two Sleeps. Mondays online, Steve Goody and Brad Tassel at virtualcomedyshow.com. On the 12th in Ellicott City, Maryland, Steve Goody. On the 13th in Baltimore, Maryland, Steve Goody. The 13th online, Carla Ulbrich. The 13th and 14th in Alameda, California, Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction. The 20th in La Crosse, Wisconsin, Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction. The 20th and 22nd in Wichita, Kansas, Mikey Mason. The 21st in Duluth, Minnesota, Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction. The 21st in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, Carla Ulbrich. And on the 22nd in Madison, Wisconsin, Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction. All right. Birthdays. Um, the day this show goes live, the 12th, will be Jason McClain of Nuclear Bubble Wrap. And Woo-hoo. coming up on the 15th, Katie Frame of Reformed Whores. So happy birthday, folks. All right, Shoebox. Yes. Give us a quick intro to this song and we'll give it a listen. Okay, sure. Um, this is a sequel to one of my old songs. Uh, I, I don't know if you remember or not. I used to weigh 320 pounds. Um, back in the day, I used to, you know, go to concerts and stuff, and I wrote a song about my experiences in, 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 in pits and such called, called Too Fat for the Pit. Um, based obviously on a true story. And, uh, a couple different people have suggested to me since then that I should update that uh, and, and do a song called Too Old for the Pit. And I actually came up with that idea before anyone suggested it to me, but nobody has to believe me about that. It is, however, very true. Because several people independently, you're one of them, Dean. I was one like, of them. Independently yep. suggested to me, hey, you know, you should do an update to this with this. I'm like, and yeah, I was, it's, it's like half written. It's there. And, and I was yeah. there when Azkath suggested it to you, too. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> so apparently it's a really obvious idea. So I said, fine. And then recorded it and and uh you get to hear it uh now now here is too old now. for the pit by worm quartet
running through the beat and touch my earbuds in my dragon squirm I squint to see the fan that plays and reminisce about the days back when these kids were nothing more than motherfuckers See you standing your response we save distance from the pit, motherfuckers! I too stand a responsibly safe distance from the pit these days. <laughs> so, um, did you use any of the music from the original arrangement, or did you completely redo the music? Yeah, no, I completely redid it. I mean, obviously, it's the same basic uh, progression and everything, but I, yeah, I completely I, I started from scratch. The only thing I did from the original is, you know, that very beginning part is the music from the original, which I did just just for the sake of, you know. Yeah, proving that I at least, you know, had have some manner of improvement in, in the music upgrading since, you know, that was like, you know, 20 years ago, whatever the hell it was. When was yeah. that? 2001. So, yeah, 22 years ago. Nice. But, but yeah, that, that's, other than that, I, I completely redid it. And uh, I had fun with that. It was, you know, obviously going, going for so much more. The original was like kind of an attempt to do old school hardcore on a computer. Uh because I was desperately trying to figure out how to make music without a band now that I'd lost my band. And so that happened. Uh, this one is kind of going for more, I guess, of a metalcore thing, but again, very, very much synthy. So, very synthy. So yeah. And, uh, yes. And my son, of course, appears on that as the kid asking me to buy them beer, which. <laughs> I was going to ask if that was, it wasn't my son. Yeah, I was going to ask if that was Steve <laughs> or not. Uh, well, I because it, it it's a great performance, but yeah, whatever. You know, just can you buy me a beer? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so, yeah, I, 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 yeah, no, I was happy with how he did that. But that was, yeah. I mean, he, I do go to shows with him. That, that's that's something that I that I didn't see coming. It was not on my bingo card for my forties. But yeah, he, he's my, my son has very good taste in metal so we've actually been to a lot of shows together nice pretty much all i listen to is metal but yeah <laughs> but he did cool. not ask me to buy me beer that's based on a true story that was not him that was somebody else <laughs> <laughs> so this is from your new album carpe tedium it truly is, yes, which is available right now at all the streaming thingies and, uh, as I said earlier, all the physical rewards for people who back the Kickstarter. And thank you all for that, by the way. Thank you so much. Uh, that's going to be shipping out quite soon, and the things are available. Uh, if you missed Kickstarter, all the various things are available on my Bandcamp page, wormquartet.bandcamp.com. Not that you asked me to plug things yet. I just figured I'd segue right into it. No, it's fine. Uh, 32 tracks of epicness on this album. Mm. <laughs> of course, about half of them are, you know, 10 seconds or less. Yep. But, uh, so when you, what's the writing process for, for like songs, like everything that's a parallelogram, like what? <laughs> <laughs> um, these are just random thoughts that uh, is like, a well, that's, that is, well, that's a dumb idea. That's certainly not a song, at least not a song of any length, but Hey, uh, this it, it's, yeah, these are ideas that there's no reason to expand on them whatsoever. They're just little ideas I could throw out there in a quick song and and, and make you do exactly that. Go, what? That's actually what I did uh, the first time I ever, uh, I don't know if it was the first time, but I did um, In the Mayonnaise, uh, that one. Uh, I did that at the Bug Jar once, and I got through the whole song. The song ended, and there was utter silence in the room, and then one <laughs> lady in the back went, 
what? <laughs> that was like just, I, I died laughing at that point. I was like, that, that's exactly the reaction I was hoping for from that song. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. fantastic. I'm curious as to why um, Pile of Stuff didn't make the album. Uh, yeah, no, I wasn't going to put Brandon on either. When I initially did uh, those, uh, the, the Take the Fire Back single was, you know, Take the Fire Back, Brandon, and Pile of Stuff, and I was trying to keep the other two, like, you know, just kind of, I, I just, I wanted those to be exclusive to the single, but Brandon did better than I thought it was going to, and ended up being one of the few songs that actually came out in 2022 that made the, 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 the countdown. Uh, so. It was the only thump uh, song that made the countdown. Yeah. And the yeah. only thump song, yeah. Uh, and I think it was the only song that came out in 2022 that didn't involve Weird Al Yankovic or Daniel Radcliffe uh, to, to to make the top five. So, yeah, that, that was. So I, I, at that point, I was like, okay, I got to put that on. But yeah, that's why I just wanted it to be something exclusive. And the other reason is because I already had. Um, uh, I'm tired of not having sex with you, and I figured that that's too much. That, that that's too much sex in in, in one block of short songs. <laughs> you never have too much sex in one block of short songs. <laughs> I love from one of the old uh, live recordings setting up uh, what your parents think <laughs> sounds like, where you're trying to like, you know the the the. The sex section and the drug section, and the sex section isn't loud enough. You're like, we need some drugs to help the sex. <laughs> and then someone in the background, which might have been me, yelled, "Don't we always?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this album is just friggin' amazing. I'm and I'm I'm psyched that uh, that it's it is finally here to to hold in my in my in my in my touch palettes in my hand. Right. Is it coming? Yeah, you're 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 gonna have real real live round things coming. So yeah, I'm psyched about it too. I mean, it, it, it's is like when did my last one come out? 2012 is when Songs of the Maniacs came out. So I mean, I did it, the Pac-Man EP, of course, came out in 2020, and I I put the two song single out. But as far as full length albums, yeah, this is my first one since 2012, which is just stupid. So that is stupid. Yeah, it's like don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's the I got the um. I got the vinyl when you did the the Pac-Man EP, and now I got it on Carpe Tedium, and I've gotten vinyl for other Kickstarters. Now, if at some point I actually get a record play, I'll be getting somewhere. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I have a very nice I have a very nice setup for vinyl. I got these old. As you can see one of the one of the JBLs back there that says these old JBL speakers from the some point in the mid seventies because my grandfather was something of an audiophile and I inherited those from him and then I've got a, I got a, I got a stereo over there and a nice little JVC turntable going through it. it sounds fantastic for vinyl. So yeah. And I, I have, have to say, um, she fucked me at Nick Tahoe's is probably the most Rochester song ever written. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was the last song I wrote for the record. Uh, that, that that just came. I um, it's kind of a it's a spiritual ripoff of uh, I fucked her at Tim Hortons by the Riptides. Um, <laughs> I've heard that. Was, that. Yeah, I highly recommend it. The Riptides are amazing. There's this, this uh, Canadian pop punk band. They they are fantastic in the general realm of screeching weasel and the queers and stuff. They they are just they they, they are great. Um, and that's yeah, they did that song. And I'm like, okay, that. I, I could do this side of thing for Rochester, so I give him credit uh, for that uh, on, on the commentary track and stuff because that was without a doubt their their inspiration. But yeah, I, I was amazed that that kept giving. I just it's like, 
that, that's that's my love letter to Rochester. I've lived here for I don't know how long now. So and I've got uh, shout you've lived to, there longer I than I did. The Bug Jar and House of Guitars, and yeah. Record Archive, and all those people that you know most. I think anybody listening right now is unfamiliar with, but these are all Rochester things. Yeah, I get so. almost all the references. I'd have to go through the lyrics and see if there's <laughs> any that I don't get. But the, uh, but I, you've lived in Rochester longer than I did because uh, I I was there for nine years and you moved there in what 2001? Uh, yeah, yeah, 2001. Yeah, because I moved. Why do you out remember that? Because I moved out <laughs> in in '99, and mm. we like just missed each other. <laughs> Which still pisses me off to this day, because I like, just think yeah. about the damage we could have done if we lived... Like, your house is literally, like, a mile from where I used to live. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, it, 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 I mean, I, I hosted friggin' here for a little while while that was still in the air. That unfortunately died, and I was unable to resurrect it. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I will go through the, anyway. uh, the Nick Tahoe song later. Um, but <laughs> I don't want to give away the joke, but I absolutely loved the the opening track of Carpe Tedium. <laughs> oh, thank you. Real brilliantly written, and then uh, I love the fact that the song that is on the the title of the song on the album is more of the same, and that song has gone through a bunch of different like versions over time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> to, to land at this version. Um, so yeah, so uh, what, what was. What was that all about? I mean, you already talk about. I know you talk about it on your uh, your um, uh, commentary track and stuff. Right, it's also excellent. But um, well, thank you. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I wrote that uh, initially. I just had that kind of as an intro to do for my live shows. It was far. The original was far slower. Um, I I had a like a. I had like a, a, a keytar solo, which was like a saxophone solo, and I, I, I you know, I, I put the keytar in my mouth for it. I was like, uh, which I thought would be funnier than it was. It ended up just being stupid, and the song was just. Ah, I gotta get this back on the stand now. It happened to be right there, and I didn't plan for that. Um, I, I just when I did it, it's like I, I, I could. Anytime I'm doing a uh, song and I can feel the time go by and I can feel that people are just staring at me, it, it's like, okay, this isn't working at all. Very obviously not working at all. So I kind of went back to the drawing board on it, sped it up, and gave it, you know, gave it some more, if you will. And uh, I, I, I'm far happier with it now. And I've still those first two tracks are largely what I've been opening my live shows with for a while. So it makes sense that it would open the record as well because that's mostly what my live show is now. Is is the stuff from Carpe Tedium, or at least a good chunk of it. Although I've never heard you I, perform uh, Do Your Balls Have Names, and I want to hear you perform that. <laughs> that yeah, one I don't think I've... <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think I've done a show since I wrote that, so I have no show. It's been since, like, <clears throat> sometime last year, so... It's been a while. I, I was, I, I say last year, no, earlier this year, because it's already October. Was but, I yeah, at it's, your it's last been show? Month, it's been a few months. <laughs> no, last time I did was in Buffalo. Oh, that's um, right. Okay. And yeah, that, that was several, several months ago, which is ridiculous. But yeah, once I actually have, you know, things in hand for the new record and everything, I want to do a record release show probably somewhere in Rochester and, and you know, do the whole nine with that and then start booking some more stuff. But I, I really wanted to kind of hunker down and finish this record and, and yeah, there it is. Finally in existence. My God. <laughs> well, it's uh, quite epic, I must say. Thank you. Thank Excellent you. work all around. Um, I agree. 
And <laughs> I have nothing else to ask you about it. So do you have anything else you'd like to plug? There's well, more? I have something that I have something to ask about it. Go for or it. At least get, just sure. get a reaction. Um, what was it like seeing that uh, Dr. Demento show playlist? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he had posted something on, on my wall saying, hi, I played, I played a bunch of songs from Carpe Tedium on the next show. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I look at the playlist, and there's seven songs. He played seven songs from it. I just, yeah. In a oh row. Oh, my God. Seven uh, in a row. It wasn't like throughout the song. It was an entire worm quartet set of the show. Oh, yeah, no, that blew my mind. It's still every time I see Worm Quartet on the Doctor Demento playlist, it, it it's still it's still amazing to me. I mean, that happened for the first time with uh, uh with Ibit William Shatner back in probably nine. Uh, what was that? Nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, somewhere in there. God, yeah. I, I'm really old. Um, yeah, and you know that, that was like, oh my god, I got playing the Doctor Demento show. So I sat there and I'm like waiting for all the riches to come in and you know waiting for all the fame and fortune that comes with being a Doctor Demento. So I'm like, okay, well, uh, I'll, I'll do some more. And yeah, that just. Uh, but he's he has been so supportive over the last couple of decades. It's, it's amazing. So yes, big shout out to Doctor Demento. Thank you so much for the support. Yes, that was awesome. All right, uh, let's do some feedback. Uh, wait, where are we? There we are. Okay. Making the internet absolutely ridiculous. Dementia Radio. www.dementiaradio.org. Port 8027. Please hang up and try again. This is the part where there's feedback. 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 You know that segment of the show we do about now? Feedback. Feedback. <laughs> feedback. <laughs> Hamner Hack wrote, Hello, all you fumpers. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. What was that? You didn't have Thanksgiving? You say it's not until November? How gauche. Anyway, I just finished listening to the last Fumpcast, and I have to say I felt a little targeted. First off, I hear Devo saying that nobody listens to the Fumpcast. Does that make me a nobody? Then I hear him say how nobody plays comedy music on the radio. As I am in programming in TV's Kyle, Robert Lund, and Devo Spice on my radio show, and now Saturdays at 10 Eastern at cklu.ca. But then at the end, did I miss a line? No, I didn't. All right. But then at the end, you actually gave me a tribute. Turns out you like me. You really like me. Yes, Hanner Hack, we love you. Um, yeah, it's just a running gag that nobody listens to comedy music. Um, we have, let's see what the, the viewer account is up to on Twitch. We're up to 13 viewers on Twitch. Um, when I post the videos to YouTube, they'll get between 30 and 40 views on average. And then the audio will get anywhere between 150 to 250 streams from archive.org. So we have probably 200 people who watch and listen to this show in total. So, not bad, but, you know, not numbers that are going to make us rich anytime soon. So, what are you going to do? But uh, thank you very much for the support. Any support we can get, especially on terrestrial radio, is greatly appreciated. And that's all the feedback we got, unless something came in. Let me check really quick. Oh, we did. Oh, no, that was second. Okay. All right, that's all the feedback we got. Um, 
Let's do teasing really quick, and then we will. Teasing. He's a teasing kind of guy. Now you have a job. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Friday song isn't posted. Um, Tuesday song is by. Ooh, it does. Is he? He's not a new artist, is he? I don't think he is. But let me check. No, he has posted a song before. Okay, Dave Goulot will be posting his second song on Tuesday. Um, and I'll have to follow up with Friday's artist, but I'm sure it'll be good. Um, oh, I forgot the... I'm going to go back there. Hi, you can see me now. Um, all right. So, Thump Fest, shall we? Sure. So... <laughs> Leading up to Fumfest, I had a ton of crap to do, spent many, many late nights working on stuff to get ready for it, and still wasn't ready by the time I had to leave. So there were even late nights at Fumfest while we were finishing things up. And, like, when was it? Was it during opening ceremonies when somebody said, hey, the schedule on the website still says we're currently planning the website and things might change? Uh, and we were like, yeah, well, that's that's true. I mean, we're still planning, so, you know, what are we going to do? Um, but, yeah, so this was the first time. So we teamed up with Con on the Cob, which is a four-day convention. They start on Thursday. Um, and they're, they're fairly early, actually. The dealer room opens at 2, and then opening ceremonies is at 4. And we finished setting up the main stage and everything at about 3.40. So we had a good 20 minutes left um, before opening ceremony started. And then uh, Con and the Cobb did their usual opening ceremony stuff, and then they called us up on stage to introduce the Fumfest portions of the programming. And then I performed a Wet-Ass Pussycat, WAPC, because I wanted to do something during opening ceremonies and we didn't have any other ideas. So I was like, I'll perform something, sure. So that was fun. Um there was supposed to be a voice having murder thugs killers collaborative jam session at five, but that didn't happen for some reason. That's a fictional band that Andy Hop uh, came up with. And last year there was a jam session that was actually recorded and we joked about putting it out on an album, uh, but they never sent me the recording or I would have. Um, yeah, there, I think there was something about opening ceremonies you forgot to mention. What was that? Uh, I wasn't there for it, but uh, there was the um, the the single solitary only entry in the video contest. You're right. Yes, which, there was. Which, which I didn't actually get to see until I got back home. And oh my god, I <laughs> it is for my song that came out earlier this year called Progressive Love Song, which I kind of viewed as like, well, nobody really reacted to it when it came out, so and nobody cares, so I guess it's just kind of a, a flop. Oh, well, you know, albums need, you know, B-sides and C-sides too, so whatever. But seeing a, a wonderful person that we've all, you know, gotten to know uh, by the name of Chuck, uh, she has other online handles and stuff on Instagram and other places, but, uh, but her name is Chuck, and um, she made, with the help of her friend, she made a video for progressive love song that it's not just like live action stuff, but, th but there's also green screen stuff. And there's also, she's an illustrator. She did awesome like cartoon illustrations within the, the, the video itself to kind of show off, you know, to 
illustrate what some of the jokes are. And then she, you know, throughout the whole video, she's added her own jokes and bits and stuff. And it was just, I was so blown away. It's like, I, I'd have to go back and watch, you know, all the previous entries from previous years, but I can't remember the last time I saw an entry for the contest that just, I think really grabbed the, uh, the, what the spirit of doing this contest was all about. So, so yeah. Um, so obviously she was announced the winner at opening ceremonies being the only entry, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, once I got back, I, I spent a bunch of time, even though I was like homesick and all that stuff from, uh, from work, it's, it's like, once I watched it, I, I sent her a whole series of messages, uh, telling her how amazing that video was and, uh, and, and stuff like that. Um, and I will, uh, she will be brought up again later in our, in our recap, but just, um, if you, and here's, here's another interesting little wrinkle is that, um, you know, she appears in live action in the video and she's a little bit, uh, you know, as many people are these days, kind of, uh, gun shy about, you know, what images of her are up on the whole worldwide web to see. So she has the video currently as like an, uh, an unlisted track on YouTube, so, um, well, that so was that, actually part of the, uh, requirements for the, uh, contest. Yeah. Yeah. But so I asked her about sharing it, you know, it, with the world and she's, and she kind of felt like, well, she's a little bit nervous about sharing it with the whole world. But if I wanted to individually send the link to people to see it, like she was fine with that. So, um, so basically, uh, uh for right now, if you really want to see the winning video, um, I guess, um, message me or email me, whatever, on my social media, and I'll individually send you the link. <laughs> um, and if she ever changes her mind about it and makes it all public, then I'll, you know, we'll, we'll let you know that. But I'm not going to try to pressure her to do anything she doesn't feel comfortable doing. But but it was just so wonderful. And, um, yeah, anyway, so you were talking. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Ceremonies. Yeah, so opening ceremonies. And then um, there was nothing until 9 when you and I did the Fumpcast live which worked but the stream as we mentioned earlier uh just kept my computer just kept crashing and afterwards on Thursday night I looked at my computer and I realized that because th that's an old computer I haven't used in a while and because I connected it to the internet it started pulling down all my online backups from the past like 8 months that it was trying to back up and it filled up the hard drive and I was like okay that explains it because Modern computers don't operate well unless they have lots of hard drive space because they're constantly moving files around. So I was like, all right, let's turn off the online backups, delete a whole bunch of files. I deleted like 150 gigs worth of space and then tried streaming again and it still crashed. So we gave up on that computer and I just put it back in my room and then I used this computer for streaming, which screwed up plans for like how we were going to run other things because I was planning to use this machine to run some of the things throughout the weekend. So we had to use this computer for streaming. And then I had to use my work computer for the stuff that was happening on stage that I needed to run. But the Fumcast itself went pretty well. And you did a, a live performance of your song. Yep. Uh, of the ghost and Molly McGee. And we even had my video uh, going along with it, which was cool. For those people in the room who could see it. Yeah. Yeah, I tried when we set up this stream, the, there was really only one good place for the stream camera. And that was like halfway back in the audience up against the wall, right where this room it, it gets divided in half by one of those foldy accordion door things. Um, so that was like over to one side. So I put the camera right in front of that. 
so that it was out of the way and nobody would trip over it. Um, unfortunately, that meant like half the screen was obscured by like the speaker. So you couldn't really, you could only see part of what was happening on the screen. I'm, I'm going to try to see if we can get a better place for the, the stream for the camera for next year. Um, but I'm, I'm not really sure what our options are going to be. Um, but anyway, that's pretty much all there was for Thursday. And then on Friday, we started at one o'clock with live podcasts. So we did an episode of Manic Mondays, which you can listen to now. It's up in the stream. And I had Brett Glass come up and perform a song. Usually when I do Manic Mondays, I like to bring up somebody who's not booked to perform, but there anyway. And Brett was doing the Fump Showcase, but it's fine. Um, so I had him come up. I actually offered the, initially offered the, the spot to Austin, uh, who was going to be there. Uh, but he had to cancel as well because he's also got COVID. So, um, so we did performance by Brett. Then I did news of the stupid. And then I called Kyle and Luke up on stage to do a segment of Kyle and Luke talk about tunes. And then that was basically the rest of the show. Yeah, and uh, um, there's something about hotel beds that just suck me in. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, Ian and I didn't stay up too super late the previous night, but at some point I went to sleep, and I didn't bother to set an alarm just because I figured, well, you know, I'm not going to sleep all the way until, you know, whenever that was. <laughs> you know, but then all of a sudden I hear Ian like, Luke, Luke. Get up. You have to go do the podcast on stage. And I'm like, yeah. So, which is not too far off from most episodes of uh, talking about tunes because my bed is right there and Kyle lives right there. So a lot of episodes are just kind of like, you know, I set my alarm five minutes before Kyle's going to be here and then I get up and I wake myself up and we do the podcast. So, but um, Kyle brought my mom up uh, to ask her a couple of questions, you know, Right as I was about to walk in the room, so that was uh, cute. Um, but yeah, then we just kind of uh, were winging it uh, and taking questions from the audience and talking about whatever, and it went well. So we're going to record the rest of the episode uh, sometime uh, this week and uh, get it out this Sunday, so everyone will be able to hear the full version then. Cool. And then we did movie time, which um, I scheduled just as an excuse to show um, my short horror film room 259. And we also screened the video for that's the bonus video for the Fump volume 100, which is a, a thing that we put together, which I'm really happy with. I think that came out really funny and the audience seemed to enjoy it. Um, and then I showed a rough cut of a, of one scene from my upcoming, uh, talk to me parody, talk to the hand, and the scene I chose to do was the scene where we summon the ghost of Gilbert Gottfried because Luke did the recording for me for the voice. And then I had the actress Shay uh, lip sync to it. So I wanted to perform. I wanted to show that scene because I wanted to see Luke how it I wanted to show Luke how it came out. And I knew the audience would know immediately what was happening and would enjoy it. So. Um, I think people dug it. It's, it seemed to, to go over pretty well. It was a kind of a rough yeah, cut. The audio is messed up, but it's, it, 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 it works. Yeah, it was great. I'm, I'm really happy with the way it came out too. Um, yeah, I'm psyched for, for the, to see the finished version. 
she had the face down when I told her like I, I told her how to make the face and she did and she did it. I'm like, yes, that's perfect, just like that. So she she's got the face down perfect. <laughs> and then there was a break, and then um Friday evening the concert started. That concert's actually started at five with two D six who were not officially Fump Fest guests. They were con and the cob guests. There was some confusion when we were booking the con because I was under the impression that the guy who books the Nerdcore acts was going to continue booking the Nerdcore acts. And I, I, I thought I had been told like repeatedly that this was going to happen. And actually I thought that like several acts had already been booked by the time we decided to, to, you know, ram Fump Fest into Con on the Cob. And, so I figured that, you know, that's why I didn't take like all the stage time. I was like, well, we're going to, Andy's going to need time to, for 2D6. And, um, I forgot who else I was thinking. Uh, huge, huge, I thought was going to be there. Um, Mark Cooper, I thought was going to be there. Um, and there were a couple other acts that I, I thought they were going to book. So uh, apparently that didn't happen. <laughs> so 2D6 were going to be there anyway. Um, they perform at a, at a party on Saturday night every year. And so they asked Andy for some main stage time and they scheduled him for 5 PM right before the fun fest block. So that's where that came from. Um, then we did insane Ian at six, which was the official kickoff of the, the fump concert string. And it was Ian doing Ian stuff. It was great. Um, and then followed by Jeff Whitmire, which is the first time I've seen him in a few years, because I think the last time I saw him was when we were at MarsCon, and I've missed the last couple of MarsCon. So I don't it's it's been a few years since I've seen Jeff. Um uh, just to just to backtrack for a second, I wanted to mention that uh Ian began his show uh with Kyle coming out dressed as Ian and then doing a cover of an Ian song and then and then he brings Ian up dressed as Kyle, who did a cover of a Kyle song, and they went back and forth with that for a bit, and then they performed the song Kyle, Are You Ian? And I thought that was very clever. Yes, I forgot about that, actually. Um, that was neat. Also, uh, since Ian was the first of us to get an official sanctioned like concert uh, time, uh, Ian reached out to uh, Kyle and I about would we, would we be willing to do the song A Cat Named Flo during Ian's concert, to which we said yes, and then eventually both myself and Kyle ended up having concerts, and at some point later on, Kyle asked Ian, hey, could we do, uh, would you be willing to do a Cat Named Flo during the TV's Kyle concert? And Ian was like, I already asked you to do it during my concert. <laughs> so so that was some wacky shenanigans. Um, wacky shenanigans. Yeah. Okay, so back, back to your narrative. Yeah, and then uh, Jeff Whitmire at 7, which was Great. Um, for those of you, I, I don't remember if we talked about this. I think we talked about it on the Fumpcast last week. Um, Jeff and Two Sleeps have a song uh, at the end of VHS 85, which is now available on, um, on Shudder. So, and I will watch that as soon as I possibly can. Um, so that's kind of awesome. So congratulations to Jeff and Mike. Uh, and then at eight, we did dumb parody ideas, Hooray! which, uh, 
I, it wasn't the winning entry, but I think my favorite was Bonnie's entry just because she did a song about your pole about the squirrel and she performed it while holding a live squirrel on stage because yeah, that was very cool right outside the main, um, the main entertainment room was like a, an animal rescue place that was trying to raise money and they had some live animals there that you could pet, including a squirrel of some kind. It wasn't like a big gray squirrel. It was some other type of smaller squirrel and a skunk and Bonnie spent several hours like relaxed in a chair petting a skunk on Saturday. Um, but yes, yeah, so she brought the squirrel up on stage with her to sing a song about uh, I kissed a squirrel. And the funny thing is, um, because, you know, Bonnie is not familiar with the with that era of my career. Her assumption was that my parody I kissed a squirrel is of. Uh, Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl and I Liked It, when in fact it is a parody of Jill Sobule's I Kissed a Girl, which is a far <laughs> different song. Yes. But I, I didn't think it was worth correcting her. <laughs> you know, so so yeah, I, I let her do the, her own thing and it was cool. Yeah. She, so there... she also did um, uh, a, a brief parody called Where Xander. Uh, <laughs> yes, that was great. Yeah. That, so that she was recorded great. herself. She recorded herself like just doing a little voice memo thing of singing it so that Xander, Xander could hear what it was. So Xander at at his place uh, out here in North Hollywood, uh, he then immediately recorded his harmony vocals over it and sent it back to her. Yeah, <laughs> which was great. But um, yeah, there was another thing that happened at the very beginning of uh, dumb parody <laughs> ideas that I don't think we should talk about just yet because uh, uh, I want to put up the video so everyone can see what that was. Um, uh, in its full uh, unedited glory, um, and then we can talk about it like next week or something. But okay, uh, but, yeah. So <laughs> okay, now, now it took me a second to remember, but now I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. that's fine. But I believe the dit was the winner of the contest. Uh, Quinn, Doctor Quinn, yes. was the winner this year. Yeah. Um, with a uh, it was a parody of the theme to Fresh Prince of Bel Air about uh like Luke Skywalker or something like to, to that effect, uh, like, or George Lucas or something like that. Something I, like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to go back and listen. My brain is shot and, you know, memory sucks. And then at 9 PM, we had the the, uh, TV's Kyle concert instead of the worm quartet con- concert. Well, that's nice. Um, I don't know if this is still recording. Hey. Hello. Hi. I lost power. Back. (laughs) Well, I hope you didn't lose, you know, the whole episode we just recorded. No, it's, um, it's recorded. I mean, I'm going to have to edit the two streams together, but that's fine. Um, okay, so... I'll deck back out so you can keep talking about Fump Fest. <laughs> it's all right, you can stay, I don't care. <laughs> all right. So, I don't know, I don't know what happened, but like, my phone has absolutely no service. It it literally says no service. Oh, okay. So, I couldn't even text you to tell you that I lost power. So, all right. I, I tried I tried texting and calling and you didn't respond to either. Yep. <laughs> so. 
All right. I so we were at TV's Kyle, the uh, yes. the fill in for Worm Quartet because Worm Quartet had COVID and couldn't couldn't make it. Um, but talk about- Kyle did a, uh, did a great set as he always does. I was running the music uh, for him, uh, being the trigger man. <laughs> Cleaner than knuckleheads. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, and uh, and uh, I. The, the the one song I made sure to rehearse repeatedly over and over before this weekend, same same as Marscon, was me singing the harmony parts on Kyle's song, Have You I Have Never Seen a Turtle Get Down. Because I hate it when I screw up harmony parts. <laughs> so the 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 day before I flew out here, I just had that I I have a special track of Kyle singing the harmony part by itself isolated. And I just listened to that on repeat over and over so I could just keep practicing it. So it just became second nature to me to be like, these are the notes I sing. And I'm not going to change these notes, even if Kyle is singing different notes, because that's how harmony works. Right. Yeah. So. But yeah, he did a, a ton of awesome stuff. Uh, was this his first con in the cob? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, these yeah, lights this... are not on. I'm dark. There we go. So yeah, and then we were supposed to have the Fump Game Show after that, but I wasn't ready. I was still programming it. So we had to postpone that until Sunday, and then at 11 they had the Con on the Cobs karaoke, which they call Karaoke on the Cob, which I did not stick around for, um, because I went back to my room and kept programming the game show, and... I, yeah, I was attempting to uh, order pizza. <laughs> yeah, yes. And, appar- and apparently everybody in the hotel had the same idea and everybody called the same place because they had Papa John's like on the room keys. So, uh, you know, we were waiting way too long to get that pizza. And uh, finally, after an hour, Jeff Morris was hanging out with us and he ran out to the front to discover that, you know, Jace McLean and a bunch of other people were also waiting for all these pizzas to be delivered by the same guy from the same Papa John's. So... By the time we finally got to eat, it wasn't until past midnight. <laughs> yeah. Very late night pizza party. Yep. But that was fun. Yep. We played Quiplash. It was great. Yep. Um, we played Quiplash in, with the hotel's crappy Wi-Fi yeah. that kept dropping out <laughs> on us. So we basically had to wait, you know, on kind of on hold for <laughs> for the Wi-Fi to be good enough again for the game to continue. So, yeah. So then Saturday morning, we started with the State of the Fump panel at 11, which was supposed to be in the Everything Room, which is a one of the party rooms. And when Andy told me which room it was, I was like, oh, I know where that room is. That's the room where 2D6 would be performing Saturday night. And so I went down to that end of the hallway and looked in the party room, and it was just a wreck because from the party the night before. And there was one guy in there, but it didn't look like he was cleaning so I was like, we can't use this room for a panel right now. Let's find someplace else to do it. Um, so Andy had said that we could use either. Um, somebody said we could use the main stage because there was nothing happening on the main stage. The uh, There was supposed to be the Saturday morning cartoons and cereal party, but for, for whatever reason, that didn't happen. Um, and then so somebody suggested, I think Andy suggested we could use the bar which is where we originally said we were going to go. And then we get to the bar and there's a game happening in the bar that's taking up like most of the bars. So we're like, all right, let's not interrupt the game. And 
I was I walked into like the main area of the uh the the little restaurant that they have there and I was like I, w- I was going to ask the people if it was okay if we went in there and then I saw that the area where the con suite happens was open and I was like oh let's do that let's use the con suite so the you know dozen or so you know hardcore fump faithful who were coming out for this panel followed us to the con suite and then some other guy who was doing like an independent game panel sat down next to us and we're like oh are you supposed to be here and he's like yeah and i'm like oh um sorry and so we weren't planning on taking the whole hour so we were like oh, we could we could just split it you know we'll talk for 20 minutes and then you can have the rest of the time and then um but he ended up uh, getting up and moving to, I think he went into the restaurant and did his panel there. And then like 10 minutes later, a whole bunch of people showed up for his panel and we had to like direct them to where he went. So nothing major to report during the State of the Fump panel. The only thing was I showed off uh, Kendra Shepard's amazing album art for the cover of the Tom Lair tribute album, uh, which was unfortunately not ready for FumFest. We were hoping it'd be available for sale at FumFest, but it's it's not. We're still waiting on a couple of tracks. Um but I was able to show off the album art and we talked about um just some general Fump stuff and shenanigans and whatnot. And then uh the Saturday afternoon concert started at one with Toby Danger, full rock band comedy. Uh, these guys are local to, they're from Akron and, um, just, they rocked. They sounded great. And then at two, we had our Q and a with Ogden Edsel, which was a lot of fun. Um, that, that Q and a very quickly went off the rails, uh, with, <laughs> with those two guys on stage. And well, those, I was, those two guys are rarely ever on the rails to begin with. Yeah. So. so it was, it was a, it was a fun interview. And, uh, I think they were kind of like surprised at like how deep the fandom ran at Fump Fest where like, cause people were like, as you mentioned before, people were bringing up yeah. like the more obscure tracks, Chris was absolutely bugging out, like yeah. Chris Mazzalesta running the sound. And Chris was brought, in full like, fanboy mode. That you know. Yeah, so very happy for him that he got to have such a good time, and you know he's showing off his LPs and all that stuff, and just yeah, like amazing. Well, as I said, like I, I probably never would have seen Ogden Ensel perform live if I didn't book them myself. So <laughs> now it's like, who else have I seen that I want to see? You know, and then. Steve Goody performed at three. He did the same show he did in Edinburgh, his uh, tribute to Weird Al and Daniel Radcliffe, which is kind of insane. Um, like, yeah, it's a it's a PowerPoint presentation that he, he triggers with foot pedals and he he's talking to the screen and the screen is talking back and then he's hitting the pedals at the right time to trigger the next animation and stuff. And it's very high energy. I don't know how he did that 35 times in Edinburgh. Like he does look like he lost weight. Maybe that's that was why. <laughs> um and then we did the Logan Awards. The uh 13th annual Logan Awards, uh which were a lot of fun. Um what song did Kyle perform at the beginning? 
Oh man, I, I totally am spacing on that. But Kyle did a cover of a of a Logan Whitehurst song. Um, it's not one of the ones from the Logan medley we did. It was yeah. Uh, ah, dang it. I can't remember. Um, but anyway, yeah, Logans were fun. Oh, we've I should I was going to pull up the Logan winners during the the news and I forgot to. So let me. And Ian has not updated the website yet. So where did he post the uh, winners? Was it on Facebook? Facebook, I believe. Yes. Um, Let's see if I can find him. You know, I might remember just by looking at the nominees. I know one of them. Um, Yeah, so Outstanding Original Comedy Song went to Brandon by Worm Quartet, which was great, and unfortunately he couldn't be there. Um, For Outstanding Parody Song, Daniel Thrasher won for How Lin-Manuel Miranda Orders a Pizza. And Comedy Music Video... That went to Tom Cardi, right, for Red Flags? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, because he had because he had him do the video. Yeah, he uh, had the accept- the video th- acceptance speech. Okay. So yeah, congratulations to all the Logan Award winners. It was a great time. Uh, and then Con and the Cobb had their costume contest, which I unfortunately didn't get to see, other than walking past all the entrants in the hallway because I was busy doing something. I don't remember what I was doing. And then 8 o'clock, the lovely and talented Bonnie Gordon took the stage. Amazing. I helped her come up up with her set list. (laughs) She was kind enough to perform her cover of Being Green, uh, because I told her my mom would really like it. (laughs) Oh, cool. But yeah, yeah, one of the the best parts of her show was, as we mentioned before, she did this song, uh, you know, referencing my I Kissed a Squirrel song, and she actually had... A squirrel, a live squirrel, up on stage with her. So she does. She has the song about having ADHD, uh, where the, a squirrel gets mentioned at the end of the second verse, and she started the song, and then at some point in the beginning of the song, she's like, "I wish I had the squirrel with me," uh, and then before she got to that point in the song where the squirrel is mentioned, the people out in the hallway brought the squirrel back yeah. into her. So she got to hold the squirrel <laughs> while she sang the rest of the song, so that when she goes, you know. Da, 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 squirrel! So she got to like actually hold it up, you know, during that moment. So I have to hope and assume that a bunch of people got a picture of that. <laughs> yes, I'm sure so, people did. But yeah, uh, she did a phenomenal show as she always does. So yeah, um, Bonnie's epic. <laughs> yep, yep. And Chris was saying that just listening to her, her sing and like her voice is amazing, and and the performance was amazing. He was like. She's going to be the one to go, you know, become a big star out of it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, another thing Chris said uh, was that the because in Funk Fest's past, we, uh, the, the sound system we got from whatever that place was called, Bundy Audio or whatever, mm-hmm. was like this kind of big behemoth thing with like a billion D tracks and all these things and stuff. And Chris was able to run it all fine because he's Chris. But the sound system we had for this was a much simpler sound system but according to chris that actually made everything easier and he felt he was getting 
better sound. Like, because basically he didn't think anything really needed to be mixed or whatever. Like, is what we were getting live, you know, through everything was virtually it. So, yeah, well, yeah. he he wasn't able to record in multi-track uh, this time because, ah. like, in previous years with the the system from Bundy, like, if you were using a backing track, that would be one track. If and then each microphone was its own track. Uh, he couldn't do that with this system, so we got what a recording of whatever was coming out the front of the house is what the recording is. So we can't go back and tweak levels later, but he said it sounds fantastic. And the other advantage to doing that is I already have all the recordings, so I don't have to wait for him to mix them or anything. That's awesome. So then after Bonnie was our guest of honor concert, Ogden Edsel, who were once again, just off the rails, just, crazy insanity of, of two people singing about dead puppies and fish people of Baradanon and things like that. And it was, it was awesome. And, um, I brought the, the dead dog prop I made for my talk to the hand parody movie. Um, and then brought it, I showed it to Bill Frenzer before the concert and he's like, Oh, you should just like throw that up on stage when we sing the song. And I was like, well, maybe I'll hand it to you. <laughs> so, when he when they started singing dead puppies i filmed a little bit of the of them and the crowd and then i went backstage and i pulled out the dead dog and you know held it up and he took it and then he held it up like simba and, and sang the rest <laughs> of dead puppies so uh that was great so yeah they were they were fantastic such a crazy show um oh here is a picture of if i can get it uh, hang on i have to minimize zoom so let me look at the twitch stream make sure this is going to work here is a picture of bonnie gordon with peanut the squirrel for the people in the chat i don't know if i can zoom in and there we go so unfortunately we can't see it yeah <laughs> But, uh, yeah, very <laughs> adorable little squirrel named Peanut. All right. Um, after Ogden Edsel was the, the, the Queens of Drag, that the, the drag show that they do every year at Con on the Cob, which I also didn't stick around for because I had to go do stuff. And Saturday night was when we had that, like, impromptu party in the green room, right? Yeah, the, there were some uh, awesome people there. Uh, see, Carter, Mason, Hyun, and um, and um, uh, Quinn. No, maybe. <sighs> Say that again. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm so mad at myself for completely forgetting the the all four of their names. Or I'm I'm getting somebody wrong. I'm pretty sure. I'm sorry, but um. They came out because they want to. Uh, they they wanted to make a um, a documentary about comedy music and specifically about the Fump. And I didn't even find out until uh, we got there that their whole introduction to the Fump was from uh, Mason having uh, ordered my two CD set Greatest Hits Volume Two on Bandcamp, and they got it and they listened to it and they were like blown away by like, whoa, this is, they've never heard anything like that kind of stuff before. And then they saw, you know, on the album and stuff mentioning the thefump.com. So they went to the thefump.com and uh, um, 
they they just like, oh my god, there's dozens of acts here that do this type of music. So um, they made this plan to come out and film a bunch of stuff, and they're gonna, you know, as a kind of a student film, uh, they're gonna put together, you know, some kind of little documentary about all of us. So uh, I recorded an interview with them on Saturday morning, and they were around all weekend filming everything, and they were super nice and super enthusiastic, and they wanted to kind of have a little bit of a mixer with us. So we had a, a little green room off the main lobby, so that kind of became our, our mixer space. So I know there were other parties happening at the time. Uh, the uh, the room party that um, 2D6 always performs at was happening at the same time. I, I ran down there just to peek my head in and say, hey, because uh, Bonnie was uh, performing some some uh, hip-hop lyrics <laughs> during... <laughs> during their set and when they, when they have people freestyle uh, and, you know, Carrie and some others were down there too. So, um, so yeah, uh, um, that, yeah, that was the beginning of Saturday night stuff. And then um, there's a game that takes way too long to explain called boob tree. <laughs> it's like telephone, except you're drawing pictures and writing sentences and stuff on these cards. And it's a fun thing that we do at MarsCon and at Fun Fest whenever we have the time. And uh, we were trying to get a game started, but once we, found a place to do it we found out that there were basically entirely too many people who wanted to do it so instead of doing one big round with 14 people we ended up breaking into two rounds of like seven and nine or whatever however the numbers were but um but you know so unfortunately i didn't get to see any of the cards from the other side group because Debo and i were in one I th- group yeah i thought they were gonna like like stand yeah. up and announce it and go around but they just kind of yeah. finished and left <laughs> Yeah, I thought the whole point of us doing this was that we would all get done at about the same time, and then all of us would go around, so all 14 or whatever of the people would get to see everybody's things. And then they just started their things and then left. And it's like, oh, great. I'm so glad I made a freaking effort to make this happen so I could only, you know, but witness I, half of the things and not see the cards, you know, that my mom drew, who, you know. But, but yeah, so. but I don't, I don't remember what it started as, but... The, Man angry at own boner absolutely destroyed me. <laughs> Just completely destroyed me. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that and that was the end of Saturday night, basically. Um, yeah. So, uh, I gotta pull up the ch- okay, so Sunday we started at noon with the game show, What the Thump, which I actually finished up. Um, so I, I, I have a couple of other tweaks and features and things to add to it, but for the most part, I'm happy with it and it works. And, um, because for those who have seen it in the past, uh, you always use somebody else's program, but this year you decided to write your own program so that you could customize it. Yes. So you were kind of, you were kind of, this was like, even though it was an actual <laughs> thing of the game show, you were basically baiting it, beta testing it while we were doing it. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and, and figuring out what changes will need to be made for next year. So, yep. uh, yeah. And the nice thing was like, I, I realized while I was on stage that I forgot one feature that I was going to need. So I was like, okay, well, I can just, you know, go into the developer tools in Chrome and change what I need on screen and go back. So it, it worked out. One thing that we that you and I need to work out, if, assuming that it happens the same way it happens this year, is when you watch actual Jeopardy and somebody says, like, you know, um, Worm Quartet for 100, and then the host repeats, Worm Quartet for 100, and then the question appears. So the reason why I kept going... Was because as soon as somebody said the thing, you hit the button so the question would appear. And so I had to like say, and then try to read the question before, you know, Jeff Moore starts squeaking and stuff like that. 
So it's like, so basically, you and I need to work on the timing. So it's like, when somebody says the thing, I repeat the thing, and then you hit the button. Gotcha. Okay. And I'm not, and it's not me like yelling at you. These are the things we figure out as we figure out how we're doing the thing. Yeah. So, so it was a thorough clusterfump of a game show, but we did have six contestants, and uh, the winner was a person going by the handle of Shy Chipmunk. So yeah, congratulations to Shy Chipmunk who ended up. We didn't actually plan out what the what the prize was besides bragging rights. So spontaneously, both TV's Kyle and Power Salad said that they would give them any of their albums at Table Twenty Seven that they didn't already own. So there, they had a prize. <laughs> so yeah, so the game it actually worked out pretty well. The game show was a lot of fun, um, and uh, Shy Chipmunk beat out both Jeff Morris and um, Mr. Arthur. So, like, heavy hitters were taken down this year. Indeed. Uh, (laughs) All right. And then at 1 o'clock, we did the Fump Showcase, which was four acts who were not otherwise performing for the weekend. So we had uh, Brett Glass, Soggy Potato Chips, uh, Carrie Dalby, and Holy Bong Water. Um, So good stuff all all around from all four of them. Um. And I, the thing that I found amusing was that, uh, you know, Carrie, you know, I, I often advise Carrie, she'll ask me what songs do you think I should do? And I'll, you know, give her my opinions. And she kept talking about wanting to do a cover song. And I was just thinking like, well, what has she covered, you know, at like at, at MarsCon, like, you know, from Spamalot, the song that goes like this or, you know, whatever else. And then she ended up deciding to do a cover of a song by Meow Meme. <laughs> so her own daughter, Alexander. <laughs> Alexandria Racy, uh, aka Meow Meme, who has performed at MarsCon, has you know uh, has been making songs, and uh, so she ended up doing uh, basically a version of of that, uh, which was a parody of the song "Take on Me" by Aha about going on to going out into nature and then getting a tick on you. So the song is called "Tick on Me." <laughs> so anyway, that was a lot of fun. And then at 2 o'clock, we had Ross Childs come out and rock the stage. He was he was great, as always. And then at 3 o'clock, we had the great Luke Ski closing out the, uh, the weekend of concerts. And I don't know if anybody picked up on this, uh, but the theme of my show was that uh, every song in my set was a song that was created since the last time I was there. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody, you know, because it's been 10 years since I've been there. So, you know, I, I looked at the Fump to see, like, okay, there's a couple tracks from Fourth Grade Talent Show that were made after October of 2013, uh, which included uh, 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 Fake Adult and Scoob, which Carrie was nice enough to get up and perform with me. Um, and then everything else was just stuff from the new album, Needlessly Meta. Um, if I had had the time... Uh, to do When You Wish Upon a Death Star. I think technically that song existed in November of 2013, but, you know, that's my big closer, uh, and I usually plan for that. But uh, I did not get to perform that song because apparently someone from the hotel told you that I wasn't allowed to. (laughs) (laughs) We were running behind schedule, and Andy originally said that was fine, and then I guess the hotel heard that. And they were like, oh, no, 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 you got to move things along. And then Andy came up to me. He's like, hey, the hotel is on me to move things along. Can we, you know, so sorry. Well, I mean, we shall plan it, better for next time. Yeah. And um, then the, they, had, they had closing ceremonies, which, uh, you know, 
for for a thing that we needed to be rushed along. They went on a long time. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that dragged out for a very long time. It's almost like if someone did another six minutes and forty two seconds of song performance, it wouldn't have made a difference at all. It wouldn't have. Um, Absolutely not. So they have these things called the Corny Awards. Oh, let me go get mine. Talk. Yeah, I'll get. I'll get. I'll I'll keep talking while you get yours, and then you can talk while I go get mine. So they basically, Con and the Cob has a very huge, like, unique outsider artistic presence within it. Like, you know, when it comes to painting, drawing, sculpting, you know, all kinds of DIY crafting happens at Con and the Cob, and it's usually really unique and bizarre. So they have these awards they give out, which are basically, they take, like, you know, uh, vegetable cans and they stick, you know, corn cobs on top of them and then they make a whole bunch of different they make them look different like weird and faces and eh, all kinds of stuff so they make about you know whatever a dozen and a half of them uh and then at the end of the weekend they have various categories of things they give out to give awards to people um and some of them are just things they make up you know as the weekend goes along like hey you're you look really cool you have an awesome outfit and you look epic here you get a corny award and they just give them the you know to whoever in fact i think chuck won one of those for that reason yeah um so um so uh, here is my corny award this is what it looks like (laughs) this is it's uh it's a can of corn with corn and corn and a face and hair um and i got this for basically running Fumfest at con of the cob this year so thank you guys i like my corny award so uh so yeah i was told the night before because bonnie had to leave early to get back out here to uh california because she had a shift at the magic castle that night so uh um so she wasn't able to stick around for the sunday festivities but uh curtis asked if i would accept uh the best performer award on uh on on you know uh her behalf which was great because he asked me that before ross childs or me got to perform no that's fine that's, yeah. <laughs> i i can't legitimately complain bonnie she she just she's she's a slam dunk she does such an awesome show so um but it wouldn't be me if I didn't whine like a bitch. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I went up there. I accepted the award on her behalf, and I just of uh, the ones they had there. I'm like, I'll cute. I'll choose the cutest one. So this is the one I grabbed for her. It's like a felt little sheep, and it's stuck to corn. That that's all it is. <laughs> a felt sheep. I mean, she. You know what I maybe should do? What if I if I get a black marker and I just like color black on it to make it into a skunk? Like maybe that would be more Ooh. appropriate. <laughs> Or I could, or I, I might have black felt. I might, be, I have go check out my crafting thing. Anyway, that was the one for Bonnie, and then I think, did did they did they get award yours to you right after Bonnie's? I don't remember. Okay, so at some point while things were going on earlier in closing ceremonies, Curtis came up to me and started asking me about like, like you know, trying to remember like what years like I performed in various places and like what years was I at conventions in ohio selling cassettes versus selling cds and i didn't really know like what he was getting at but i you know tried to answer his questions to the best of my to the best of my memory asking me sunday after the end of a four-day convention weekend where i was helping run shit so i was just kind of like but then after he walked away i kind of put two and two together i'm like 
they're going to give me one of these awards too, aren't they? And sure enough, like, uh, you know, two awards after Bonnie's, Curtis gets up and starts talking about, I first saw this guy, Adam. I figured out what event he was talking about. It was Marcon in Columbus, me and Jay Styles. Uh, <laughs> one of the few shows he actually showed up and performed at did a gig in Columbus. Uh, and that was when I was still selling my like homemade cassette demo albums. Uh, like one of my, you know, first ever, you know, performances at a convention. And then when I came back the following year, uh, that's when I had the two CDs of Fanboys in the Hood and Shadows of the Bungles. So he starts talking about, I saw him at this thing, he was selling cassettes. And then the following year, he was out in an atrium, he was selling CDs, and I bought him. And, you know, basically talking about how, you know, him finding me and then through me finding, you know, Devo and everybody else that, you know, eventually became the Fump, you know, was kind of his beginnings into this whole comedy music fandom world. And so he wanted to give me an award for it. So, I went up and picked this as my corny award. <laughs> it's a spider with a googly eyes. Yay. And That's awesome. I, besides it looking kind of the silliest of the ones that were left, I also liked it because it would, it makes an ideal Halloween decoration that I can just sit in front of, sit in my window and be like, look, Halloween because spider and corn. So, <laughs> so yeah. And they gave out a few more of those. Um, did anyone else in the funk get them besides you, me, and um, Shoebox got one Bonnie? that we had to give to Steve oh, Goody yeah. to to bring to? Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I think and I and I think from stage they kind of gave a shout out, honorable mention to both Ian and to Chris for their work for the weekend. So that was nice of them. But uh, so I have another yeah. another picture I want to show, which means I have to unmaximize Zoom. Um, Chuck is in the chat. And I asked if it was okay Ooh. if I showed the uh, picture. So this is this is a drawing she did of the cover of uh, Herp Derp You Don't Sterp, <laughs> which is amazing. It's really good. I'm going to go grab mine. Okay. So, yeah, so she did a bunch of drawings for a bunch of us. Um, Luke has one. Uh Steve Goody had one. I think she Ian did one at Prohias and Vamber uh, for Kyle. <laughs> yeah. So great stuff. Um, so now Luke is back and he can show his. Okay. Is it time? Yes, it's time. I, I will. I will talk so the thing stays on me. Hi. This is the thing that she drew. It's the representation of the outfit I wore on the cover of my DVD, The Ego Has Landed, where I'm wearing the orange fuzzy pimp coat and purple hat. And this is awesome. Uh, you know, not to mention she had another drawing she had done a couple days earlier. I'm, I'm assuming it's based on a, a photo that exists from back in the day when Shoebox had more weight on him of you and me and Shoebox together in one photo. And then we ended up like autographing it in her sketchbook. And it's like, you know, I mean, I took a picture of that before we autographed it. Um, and I almost want to be like, dang, that should be an album cover. <laughs> like that should be like, <laughs> Like uh, an album cover for the, if, if there's an album that has a song by me and you and Shoebox on it, we could just make that the cover art. <laughs> I can I can show that too. I I found it. Um, oh, okay, just set that up. And as I said before in the in the video that she made for Progressive Love Song, there's a bunch of drawings she did of like cartoon versions of herself and her friend in the video who's supposed to be, uh, you know, the object of the singer's affection. Uh, and then also she threw in some other cartoons of 
you know, of me, of shoebox, of just other silly stuff in there. And God, it's so friggin' good. It's, it's so amazing. It made me so happy. So we have the, the drawing is of me, Luke and shoebox. And this is the signed one. So we've got Luke's autograph, my autograph. I drew the little fightum logo and, um, you drew Vamber, right? Yeah, I drew Vamber. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's her drawing of the three of us. So, um, I'm going to be making use of her for future Fump album covers so that I don't yes. have to do them. <laughs> yes. And also, uh, she is available for commissions. So, uh, let me make sure I'm saying it right. Cause I don't want to screw this up on the podcast. Uh, uh, she has a ton uh, on on her Instagram. She has a ton of uh fan artwork uh, of Weird Al, of other you know comedy music people, and of other things from pop culture. She seems to be a big fan of the movie Trolls World Tour, which is good because that movie rules. I mean, I know that sounds weird, but I said it the year it came out. That was like out of nowhere. I did not expect Trolls World Tour to be that good, <laughs> and you know there it is. And uh, yeah. So, so, so we, we actually, Kyle and I should have her on the, the, the podcast to talk about stuff, but yeah, uh, her, her, uh, Instagram handle is <laughs> all of the letters are lowercase V V. So two V's in a row, V V the number three, and then S P A spa V V three spa. So it so looks like Vespa. And, yeah. <laughs> Or if the two V's made a W, it would be Wespa. Yeah. <laughs> but VV3 Spa is the, is the handle. And, um, uh, the, the, there's a pinned post, like the second post at the top, uh, says, oh, I guess another handle that, uh, that, that she goes by is <laughs> Pickle Spits. <laughs> but, uh, but there's a whole bunch of images there that explains how much is charged for sketches and line art and flat color and full color. And she does character design and stuff like that. And there's all kinds of details. And she accepts uh, PayPal and Cash App, et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah, for, for the love of God, uh, you know, give her some commission work. Um, <laughs> just looking at her thing again, the, the drawing she did of Shoebox doing the, the Superman shirt reveal pose with the WQ on it. That's just amazing. So good. <laughs> <sighs> I took my drawing um, backstage and I just held it up for Ian next to me. He just looked at it and went, wow. And I went, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I made a suggestion. It's like sometimes I make suggestions and then I immediately regret making them because I feel guilty. But she's currently doing uh, for the uh, many people for, you know, the month of October or for other months. We'll do a thing where they do a on a specific They'll do a drawing on a specific theme for the whole month, and there's like a list of what each theme should be. So she's doing a thing for October called Gore-tober. So some different type of gory drawing every day for the month of October. So I had, <laughs> I had suggested in a, in a comment on one of those, I have, I have an idea. Thumpuary. <laughs> <laughs> Draw. And she, and she said, well, if you make up the list of what each day will be, uh, you know, I'll do it. And I'm like, okay, but. As long as it's not interfering with your life and your well-being, I don't, I don't want you killing yourself over some goofy self-promotional thing that I just made up because, you know, I want to see her do more drawings of us. Um, but I, I just realized I'm not following her on Instagram, so I got to fix that. Yeah. So I am now following. Everyone, her. follow VV3SPA for Chuck, aka Picklespit, aka other things. <laughs> uh, so 
So awesome, so awesome, so awesome. So great drawing of from UHF of of you know Al aka George Newman and Emo Phillips as the uh as the shop teacher who comes cuts his thumb off. So good. <sighs> anyway. All right. Um Oh wait, oh wait, I gotta show one more thing. <laughs> she made me a friendship bracelet. <laughs> and one of my albums is called Bay Conspiracy, if you can all read that. <laughs> so, And it's got the orange, green, and purple uh, beads on it. So I wore this all the way home from, uh, from uh, Fump Fest and didn't take it off until I got here and I was about to fall asleep. And I'm like, I'm going to put this on top of that thing so that I know where it is and that I don't break it during my sleep. So, <laughs> so I mean, you just said that you need to like look at stuff before you decide exactly what will become of Funk Fest next year. Yeah. You know, whether, whether it may or may not be at Con in the Cobb. But, you know, regardless of not making an official statement yet, I think, generally speaking, it went really well. Yeah, I do too. Um, I, I think it, I think it went really well. I got a lot of great feedback from people. Everyone I talked to seemed to love it. So, I mean, I'm very much leaning towards it. I just need to look at the numbers and make sure everything is working out. So yeah, I mean, I have a <laughs> I have a suggestion for a change to the stage configuration, but you know that would be boring to talk about on the podcast. So well, if I I'll book the act I want to book for next year, we're going to need all four of the stage pieces, so it'll have to be big and square. Okay, well, <laughs> because the completely... act I and that would <laughs> that would completely negate my suggestion. Oh, okay, because <laughs> the, the the act I want to book will not fit on that stage configuration, so. Well, basically, what I, you know how it was basically a plus sign? You yeah. Know, or half a plus half sign? Half a plus sign, yeah. I was going to suggest to invert it so the sticky Audi part was at the back part because that is where we could put the projector to go up against the screen so we'd have a full walking back and forth front part and nobody would be having to trip into the, the thing and stuff and yeah. So that was my thought. But, yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. I, I prefer getting the fourth piece. I don't know if the hotel has a fourth piece. I got to find out from Andy. They should, um, and if they do, we'll just tell them. You know, big square, um, big square stage next year. Yeah, and then also, uh, move. I mean, I wasn't there when it happened, so I would have said something if I was. But you know, move the lights so that they are, you know, on the other side of the speakers, heading you know, pointed at the stage as opposed to. The, where, where they were this year, it was like if anyone walked all the way to the front of the stage, they were suddenly in darkness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyway, yeah. all right. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I got nothing else. Uh, so that was our that was our report on Fun Fest and Count in the Cab. Count in the Cab. <laughs> Sorry, it's a, it's, just, it's a thing. If you weren't there, you you know. Yeah. All right. So uh, was that was that a thing that existed before Fun Fest came along? Yes. Or did you they, they've been doing it? that for okay. years. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> because that um I want to say it was like 4 or 5 years ago um Andy was up on stage and he's like, "Welcome to Cut of the Cob." And you said it just like that and the audience just said it back out of reflex and that's what started <laughs> it and it's he's been doing it ever since. Oh, something I liked during my concert was cuz people have been doing the moisture chant all weekend and Trevor just so you know what that is, whenever somebody has a bottle of water and takes a break, break during their sat just to drink water for a little bit 
This started back at MarsCon, and it's also a reference to Worm Quartet because he was the one that started referring to all water in bottles as moisture. So whenever somebody starts drinking, the audience chants, moisture, moisture, moisture. <laughs> and it was starting oh, yeah. to get to the point where it was even becoming, like, kind of annoying to me because, like, even if somebody just went, like, like somebody would be like, you know, it's like, it's like, all right, it doesn't have to be literally every time. Come on. You know, so during my set, I decided that I wanted to start varying it up. So it kind of turned into like an improv session where it's like, okay, this time do it all as think of your favorite Muppet that you can do the voice of and do it in that voice. Now go. And then I would drink and they would. Ah. So we would have very variations on the moisture motif chant or something. So wow. I'll probably have to keep that going at MarsCon. So, Yeah. So we should wrap up the show now. Probably. Yeah, let's wrap up the show. Um, we did teasing. Um, Worm Quartet is at wormquartet.com. The um, uh, Carpe Tedium is available on streaming and at wormquartet.bandcamp.com. Um, Trevor, do you I'm have a one. website for Mr. Zimmer? Just the band can't. We're new. We're new here. I've got a website, though. I'm trevorwalls.com because um, Mr. Zimmer is sort of my live stuff, but I've been full-time songwriter over here too so hopefully i'll be presenting more weird stuff to you soon all right looking forward to it so a couple final notes i'll say is a, a couple reminders is uh one the luke ski poll if you want to enter it please go to tinyurl.com slash luke ski 2023 uh, uh please do that it would make me happy uh and then also once again if you want to see um if you want to see Chuck's uh, uh, winning video entry of my song, Progressive Love Song, and believe me, you do, uh, just you know, shoot me a private message on social media or my email because everyone listening to this knows me personally. So, <laughs> And just say, like, hey, I want to see the video, and I'll share you the link so that you can see the video. Uh, Jenny already messaged me, so uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll... And by the way, thank you to everyone at Table 27. Uh, thank you to Jenny for all the help she gave us. Uh, you know, we we can't do this without help from from awesome fans and friends and people. So we yeah, Ken and Steve at Table Twenty Seven just knocked it out of the park this year. Great job, yes. guys! Cool, cool. All right, woo! All right, let's get out of here. Oops. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. I'm Devo Spice. I'm Luke Ski, and there's Trevor Walls. <laughs> Hi. I wasn't Thank you for Hi. listening to the Funny Thanks. Music Podcast. You can listen live every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific at DementiaRadio.org and join us in the chat or subscribe to the podcast feed. Look us up on iTunes and be sure to leave us a review. Feedback for the show can be sent to info at thefump.com. The Funny Music Podcast is a production of Fidem Interactive, LLC, released under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Shout it to random people on the street. And be sure to visit thefump.com for the latest funny songs. Tune in next week where you'll hear Luke Ski say, Kind of the cow! I couldn't think of anything else.